Hi, and welcome to Yeah, That Can't Be Good, the Wonderfalls edition with me, Vicki, and my co-host, Doug Gramley. Now, here's Doug, not Doug Gramley, with a podcast disclaimer. Yeah, That Can't Be Good is a frequent line used by Sheriff Jack Carter in the original subject of this podcast, the sci-fi original series, Eureka, and is not intended as commentary on any of the series covered here. Let's get going! This is Doug with the IMDb credits and quick cap for Wonderfalls Season 1, Episode 4, Pink Flamingos. Series created by Brian Fuller and Tom Holland. Written by Gretchen Berg. Directed by Todd Holland. Original air date April 1st, 2001. And the final episode to air in the U.S. And now for the quick cap. Jay, feeling guilty about accidentally putting her father in the hospital after ignoring the Pink Flamingo's request to get off her ass, agrees to help Gretchen organize their six-and-a-half-year reunion. Feeling as if she had accomplished something with the reunion, the new message from the Booster Rooster to destroy Gretchen seems extreme and does not make sense to her. After Jay's attempt to help Gretchen with her marriage doesn't go as planned, Jay decides that ignoring the object's wishes only ends in disaster. She decides to destroy Gretchen as requested by the rooster. She dumps a drink all over Gretchen as she is on the stage and announcing awards. This and a visit from a stalker leads Gretchen to realize that she does not love her husband and does not need to stay in a marriage for appearances sake. In between everything else that is going on, Sharon struggles with her relationship with Beth and becomes even more confused when Beth mentions that she really isn't gay exclusively. At the end, we learn that as much as the messages she received had, in the end, helped Gretchen, the original message was meant to help her father, who, if had not been hit by the car, would have never known about and would not have gotten treatment for the blood clot in his leg waiting to kill him. Get off your ass. Just a reminder, dental work, not drunk. Just get off your ass. We're back with season one, episode four or two, depending on where you're watching, Pink Flamingos. So what did you think of this one? Well, it's definitely not episode two. On the DVD it is. Is it really? Yeah. I don't know how you can screw this up that badly. Why are these episodes so out of order? I'm thinking of the point that you brought up, the the one with the nun, when we were discussing whether she's losing her mind or if she's talking to God or if it's the devil. And you said it wasn't apparent to you until you saw the one with the nun. So this one, there's a part where the fish or the bird tells her to destroy Gretchen. Yeah. Destroy Gretchen. Which is the first time we've heard such a negative. Right. So I think maybe that's why they moved it. Because, see, I've already watched it. So I was already thinking, God, devil, losing mind. You weren't until you saw the nun. So I'm thinking maybe that's why they moved it, like I said last week, because this would not be clear to anybody that she's trying to figure out whether she's hearing God or the devil. That's why I think they moved it. That makes sense. And I didn't think that. I didn't understand it until you brought up the fact last week that none of that was clear to you until you saw the one with the nun and the priest. Yeah. So then it occurred to me maybe that's why they moved it, because this one isn't going to give you that conflict either. This one, you're like, whoa. Yeah, this is, um, it's weird. Like, after the first episode, I really thought, like, her relationship with her family was too far gone. But it doesn't seem to be that way. Like, it still seems like they're very close. And they seem to be, at least her father is very understanding. Yes. And then her mother made a comment, like, later in the episode I thought was 
was kind of heartfelt. I mean, I guess it was kind of like a backdoor, uh, you know, I mean, we're all used to that. And I wrote that but, down, yeah. So even like, even like she had an opportunity to kind of throw her sister under the bus at one point, she didn't. So um, yeah, maybe that's another thing. It seems like the last few episodes, like her relationship with her family have, has been better. Maybe it didn't make sense to have that. But then when you think of it in context, this was supposed to be the second episode. That's what I'm saying. So like, it doesn't make... Right. I guess like, see how the rest of the series plays out and see if that dynamic changes at all and then it would make sense to be like okay these are somewhat out of order but um yeah like you said like this was the first one where the message that she got was very negative right in a way and i think the reaction that she had when she did her plan i guess was also very negative to her like she didn't come off looking very good no not at all and there were other things she could have done and i wrote in my notes later on how is dumping a drink on somebody destroying them? Well, I think it was, you know, this girl's personality, her, fr- her friend or ex-friend or whatever. Her portrayal in front of other people was like, I have the perfect life. Everything about me is perfect. And then something as stupid as throwing a drink on somebody changes that narrative. And now everyone's like, oh, my God. <laughs> right. So I guess, yeah, I mean, like you're right. She could have done something much worse. Right. I think that's also, I mean, I guess that would be something to show how petty the girl is. That something that stupid set her off. And that was it. That's all she needed to change her mind, you know. Right. Because, you know, I'm thinking, well, all this is doing is making Jay look bad. But, yeah, you're right. It did somehow lead to her changing mind so at the beginning when the flamingos tell her to get off her ass as she sits in the car as her father hauls four garbage cans up from the road get off your ass i mean that was blatantly ridiculous who would just sit there and have their parent yeah my my kids yeah (laughs) (laughs) probably okay (laughs) she's also in her mid-20s or however old she is right she's not little Um, kids yeah But the funny thing is, after she hits the brake or whatever she hit, uh, the shift, you could hear him saying more than once, the car's rolling. Why didn't he just move? Yeah, it's the old Austin Powers thing where you're standing and the steamroller's coming at two miles an hour and you, you don't run, you don't jump out of the way. So in the hospital, her sister says some nasty things about her, including that she may have done it for inheritance. And I know she's not serious, but... Yeah. They all just sat around saying nasty things about her in front of her. This isn't a criticism. I'm just curious. How do you run someone down from the passenger seat? Maybe she did it on purpose. Could be an attempt at getting an early inheritance. Your sister's not a cold-blooded murderer. She's never been a planner. It was an accident. Of course it was, dear. Technically, it was contributory negligence. That cart stopped all by itself, and it didn't have to hit anybody to do it. Sharon. But then when Beth shows up, like you said earlier, in the parking lot, Jay covers for her with her mother by saying, you know, they carpooled together. Yeah. And then Gretchen, who we remember from the first episode, her old classmate shows up to organize their six and a half year reunion, high school reunion. Right. She wants Jay to help her. And Mahandra, or Janet, as Gretchen calls her, seems to have the same feelings about her, and maybe even more so as Jay. They got that. But she was funny when Jay mentions that her father was run over, and with no other details, Mahandra doesn't miss a beat and says that she was sure that Jay didn't mean to do it. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was, if they didn't think about it, if they didn't forgot to add that in, or if they edited it out. Oh, I thought it was um, purposeful. I think her friend knows her, 
And then because of all this, Jay starts to think that her sister's replacing her in her father's eyes because they have this weekly breakfast thing that they have going on and her sister's going to pick him up from the hospital. So she's kind of feeling like the sister's replacing her. Yeah. And then the fish tells her to get off her ass again. Get the hint. Get off your ass. What did you say? Help Gretchen. Get off your ass. Okay, I'll do it. And then she agrees to help with the reunion, which she wouldn't have done if she didn't feel guilty about hitting her father with the car. You I think, think that was it? I think so, because she doesn't usually, I don't know, she was against it the whole way. Yeah. And I think because she felt guilty about hitting her father. Plus, her father was really adamant that she go to the reunion. Right. That was a big thing for him. That's what I thought. And plus, she thinks she's being replaced. It's more that she thinks she's being replaced with her sister, because she didn't get off her ass the first time they told her to. I mean, I could be totally wrong. So... Obviously, Mahandra doesn't understand, but then she sees it as an opportunity to get back at Gretchen for the things she did to her in high school. Right. And meanwhile, Sharon gets stuck taking care of her father and almost has to cancel her date with Beth. Beth isn't happy about the way Sharon handles them dating by keeping it a secret. And she's on the fence, too, because it feels like first she's upset that she, Beth doesn't, not Beth, that Sharon doesn't tell anybody about them. Yeah. But then later on, she does say she understands. I think that's just maybe she's kind of come into her senses because then she she came out and said that she's really not a lesbian right right so maybe she just kind of she's like okay I, I, I understand right so Jay and Mahandra show up at the before party to only Gretchen and Jay's mother who's so proud that Jay made the A-list and who will also be attending their reunion and Jay mentions that she was at their prom so that's annoying yeah, she's probably one of those parents that's just always around for her own benefit. Right. So during the before party, Robert calls and tells Gretchen that he's not coming. So right then we get the impression that all the happiness that she's spewing isn't all that. And then she finally does admit to Jay that he doesn't love her or whatever. And Jay actually looks like she feels sorry for her at this point. Yeah. So you're kind of glad that she decided to get off her ass. But then when Jay helps her put her booster rooster clip in her hair... The rooster tells her to destroy Gretchen. And like we talked about, God wouldn't have been my first thought. Yeah. So because the rooster tells her to destroy Gretchen, she offers to join forces with Mahandra. But Mahandra thinks Jay is trying to show her how evil she's being. And she decides to stop planning Gretchen's demise. But Jay still has to destroy Gretchen with or without her. Yeah. And I noticed this in the last episode, too. She says things totally innocently. Not innocently, but she says things and people take it like, oh, you're right. I'm acting like this. You know what I mean? Right. Like Eric, when he wanted to search for the nun, Jay said something about keeping her coat or whatever she said. And Eric kind of turned it around and said, oh, I see what you're saying. And everybody does that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I can't explain it better. I know what I'm saying, but I can't explain. I, I understand. Editing Vicky here, still trying to explain it better. What I mean is, in the episode with the nun, Jay is saying she's going to keep her coat and they should put the stuff in the lost and found. And Eric somehow turns that around and thinks that Jay is trying to tell him that he's got a place to stay and it may not be the best place to stay, but he's better off than this girl's. So she's right. They should go look for her, which is not what she was saying. And even earlier in this episode, when she was trying to make Gretchen feel better, Gretchen says to her, I love the way you try to make me feel better by making it all about you. It is about her. Everything's about her. So that's not what she was doing. Even with the Mahandra thing, Jay is willing 
to destroy Gretchen with Mahandra, but Mahandra, for some reason, takes it as Jayesh being the mirror to how she's Mahandra is behaving and making her see that she's wrong. And I just find that ridiculous because Jay is pretty much all about her and not about anybody else. And I don't know why somehow people are taking things that she says as a mirror to themselves, if that makes any sense. I don't know if that makes more sense, but I gave it a shot. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Doug Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Doug here from the 13th Warehouse. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, please join Kim and Vicki over at the 13th Warehouse at the13thwarehouse.com. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. Attention Warehouse fans. Kim and Vicky continue on with the Warehouse theme on the 13th Warehouse with Friday the 13th, the 1988 television series. Follow Mickey, Ryan, and Jack as they hunt for cursed antiques sold by Uncle Lewis to unsuspecting and sometimes suspecting patrons of his antique shop. So stick with us on the 13th Warehouse for Friday the 13th, the series. You can listen to the 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And then she finally remembers to tell Eric about Heidi's call. And he seems to really enjoy the fact that Jay would rather destroy Heidi for him. I want to know. I mean, I'm curious as to what that was. And if it comes back in another episode, the call that she got from his wife or ex-wife or oh, whatever she is. I think it's not a spoiler that she's going to show up at some point. Oh, okay. Wouldn't you think? I mean, to me, that was like the biggest takeaway from the episode was like, why is she calling? I want to know why she's calling. Well, she's been calling. He just hasn't answered. That's right. Yeah, you're right. At this point, I would imagine she's going to show up at some point. So Sharon bakes cookies and puts something in her father's milk. And the scene of her going up the stairs with the tray and the eerie music playing reminds me of something, but I can't figure out what. Like a movie or something? It felt like they did that purposely, like shooting from above and... The creepy music and her carrying the tray up the stairs. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to, I mean, I'd have to go back and, and see that again. Yeah, it reminded me of something. I don't know what it was. So Eric is another one who takes everything she says differently. He takes her trying to destroy Gretchen as her feeling the need to live up to how everyone expects her to behave. And he never really questions it when she tells him. And she tells him in every episode so far, I think, that some object told her to do it. Yeah, but I mean, would you, if somebody told you that things were talking to them yeah but i would i think i would stop and question it i mean he just like takes everything she says a whole different way yeah i want them to explain what he thinks she's saying i have to imagine he thinks the rooster telling her to do something is some kind of metaphor that he's yeah. not getting i don't know at this point jay's actually feeling pity for gretchen because of her marriage and her all-around cluelessness Eric had convinced her to follow her gut, which leads Jay to call Gretchen's husband, who actually is on his way. 
he, thinking it's Gretchen, starts the conversation off by being a jerk and right. continues to be a jerk. Jay says, you better be bringing flowers and candy, which he was, but he's eating all her candy. And then he gets into a car accident while he's on the phone with Jay. So now she thinks because she didn't do what the rooster said, that she caused the car accident. And so now she has to revert back to destroying Gretchen. And so like we said, she dumps a drink on Gretchen as she's announcing an award for Jay's mother. Right. Which probably is more devastating to Jay's mother, missing out on the attention. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. And then, you know, back at the house, Sharon is not relaxed and Beth is getting annoyed. And at some point, she mentions that she isn't gay, like we said, or not exclusively. Yeah. And this kind of confuses and upsets Sharon. But then her... Oh, this is so creepy and gross. Well, you think it's creepy. I think... Well, it was kind of... It was kind of creepy. But the father in this episode was hilarious. Oh, he was. So... In the hospital playing cards with the security guards with the doctors. And, oh, yeah. The, the nurse just brought in my dinner. The pizza guy. The first episode, I was like... He seemed like a completely different person. I almost thought that they recast oh, really? the father after the first episode like he just seemed like not a very pleasant person but i actually i like him i think he's one of my favorite characters he's funny he's sloan on deep space nine star trek reference a lot of star trek people in this show one of the creators worked on a lot of star trek shows yeah he was funny but ugh, that was gross he was making weird noises and standing there in his underwear ugh. So Jay's mother comes back to the back room where Jay's hiding out and gives her a speech that started off almost nice, like you said. Yeah. Until Jay realizes that she's really only there trying to find the back door so she can sneak out. Right. And I think the cheerleader comment was what gave it away. But again, instead of trying to find out what that was all about and what's bothering her daughter... Her only concern is getting out of there so she doesn't have to deal with the embarrassment of what her daughter did. And I guess they just all seem to accept that. That's how it is. But one thing she said was that she thought maybe she had given Jay the impression that she wanted a daughter who was confident, motivated, and blonde, which Jay points out is her sister. Right. But her mother adds married to the list, so even Sharon isn't good enough in her eyes. Yeah. It's like nobody is. But she does realize that Gretchen is miserable, which is something. I was kind of surprised by that. So then the stalker guy, Chuck, in a uniform comes into the picture. And he finally gets to talk to Gretchen alone when she's in the bathroom trying to clean up her dress. And even though he's creepy, he does make her realize that she doesn't love her husband. But also she's not interested in the stalker guy. And because she's so shallow, I thought that anybody who paid enough attention to her was going to be it. But she wasn't. So that's something too. And then Gretchen goes up to the stage and makes a nasty speech to Jay. But she also announces that because of what she did, she's leaving her husband and keeping the ring. It wasn't like an, an acceptance of Jay. It was still a nasty speech. Right. But she's leaving her husband and she's keeping the ring. So Jay actually helped her see that she didn't need to be married to this guy. And he seems to have met his own match at the accident site. Yeah, that was a weird montage. I, I, right. I don't know if like we were supposed to feel bad for him that this was happening to him. I didn't feel bad for him. I thought he, the, guy was, the guy was a jerk. Are we supposed to feel bad for him that he got in an accident? My guess is that we were supposed to feel bad for him that his wife was now leaving him. Oh, I didn't get that at all. I mean, why else? I, don't, I just don't know why we would have to watch that whole montage of him with his 
new girl and and the future and throwing old together like it just didn't make any sense i don't i didn't, I didn't get well, it i think that we were supposed to get from that that this is really his soulmate because they show his yeah. whole life or he saw his whole life yeah. with her so that's what i got out of it that this is his actual soulmate and yay i finally met her and it's certainly not gretchen so jay later gets to take her father out to breakfast and he apologizes for pressuring her into going to the reunion but he also tells her that they found a blood clot in his leg that could have killed him and he never would have known he had it if it hadn't been for the accident. Until this point, I get the get off your ass. Her father has an accident and maybe the accident led to her helping Gretchen, but it didn't seem like enough. Right. That's why I was thinking like it was almost too literal. So I don't know if destroy her is really, I feel like it's got to come back at some point. I think a lot of these come back if I remember yeah, correctly. I mean, it, and you hear stories about that all the time, right? You sprain an ankle, you go to the doctor, get it checked out, and you find something else out, you know? Right. Because to this point, I just didn't think the father's accident had enough significance. Right. But then now, now we know it does. And then he makes a comment, which was funny, about how their basic cable has lesbian porn. Yeah. So you hear the car screech. Do you think that's Jay understanding what he must have seen? I, I don't know. Or do you um, think that's Jay just reacting to another bizarre thing her father said? Yeah, I think she kind of had a clue. That's what I was thinking, too, yeah. So, I watched this one on YouTube instead of the DVD just because I was already on YouTube. Yeah. I have two playlists saved, and this version was 51 minutes long, and I don't know why. I mean, it, maybe it was some kind of uncut version. I didn't check the DVD to see how long it was there, but on the other playlist, it was only 44 minutes, like the rest of the episodes. So, I don't know what part of this episode that I saw was extra. Did I say anything that you don't remember watching? No, because I, I watched it on YouTube, the one that you had sent me, so. Okay, I'm not sure which one I sent you but because I kept saying her this is long one of these days I'll go back and watch the regular yeah but I don't know what is extra in this one so did I miss anything that you wanted to talk about um no I don't think so I thought the father was really funny yeah he is like I said I was originally thinking that the relationship with her parents was like absolutely terrible but it doesn't really seem like it's that bad I think like you said they they seem to like understand accept you know where she is and I thought it was a pretty good episode now that you just said that I don't think even the father really accepts where she is because when he told her at the beginning to change her address with the post office she said I don't want these people to know where I live she means that she hates people right he took it as she's embarrassed about living in a trailer right right they I think they accept where she is in her life as far as like okay she works at a retail store she lives in a trailer like they're okay with that that she's not gonna have a PhD or anything like that but they don't get that she's that because like she doesn't like people she's uh, a no recluse Right. Uh, I don't think they figured that part fully. Yeah. All right. So if you don't have anything else? Yeah, no. Nothing? Good. All right. So we'll be back with episode five shortly. Just a reminder, this may not come out every single week, but we'll be back. All right, bye. Join us next time for season one of episode five, Queen Dog. See you soon. Don't forget to follow us on our website, EurekaRewatch.com. On Twitter, at Eureka Warehouse. On Facebook, at Eureka Rewatch. Page name, Yeah, That Can't Be Good. And on Instagram, at Eureka underscore Warehouse. Episodes of Yeah, That Can't Be Good are available on our website, EurekaRewatch.com. On Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for Yeah, That Can't Be Good, The Wonderfalls Edition, Gypsy Blues, provided by Paul Whitman and his orchestra, found on Pixabay, free for commercial and personal use. Thanks for listening. Come back soon.